Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. This show is for veterans, first responders, and their families, and honestly, for anybody who wants to recover from trauma. We are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible. Our vision is of a world where the path to recovery is clear. Please help with this mission by following and rating this show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This simple action will help others find help for PTS injuries. Your help in promoting this podcast could be saving a life. Oh my goodness, what a show we have for you today, my friends. This show tends to be a little bit heavy because of the subject matter. Yesterday I had uh, on somebody that deals with child sex trafficking, pretty heavy stuff, and today we're doing the exact, exact opposite. Part of healing is focusing on the joy, and nobody brings more joy to this world that I know of than Gertie Pander, international banger dancing, joy spreading sensation brother thank you so much for being on today i'm just so thrilled thank you so much mark uh, for having me on your wonderful podcast uh, of um, trauma recovery podcast uh, i'm thrilled so thrilled to uh, to be here well, you've been everywhere, brother. You've been everywhere. I've been looking, and you've been on NBC, Fox, BBC, CBC, CTV, 75 million views on YouTube. Uh, how have you been handling all of this attention and all of this fame? Uh, you must be mindful of how you react to it. Nowadays, I've been becoming used to it. Um, yeah, when uh, it was new a couple of years back, it was a lot. <laughs> but I think when you continue doing uh, something uh, over and over um, for a couple of years, you start to learn some insights of everything. So I learned a lot um, how to create a balance, how to stay in touch with social media, and how to still disconnect because it's very important to disconnect. Um, it's, it's a similar philosophy as nature has made uh, day and night. Nature has made a day like uh, that in normal circumstances, you wake up, you do your work, and when there's a sun- sunset, you stop working, uh, you go to sleep. In, in a similar way, um, with social media, when there's a right time, I put my things online, but uh, when there's a right time, I totally disconnect, totally shut, uh, shut off everything, uh, turn off everything, and uh, I go to nature. So I feel that, that that's how I'm able to create this balance. You've been in the Yukon for 10 or 11 years now, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. It's been now more than 10 years, and this is an amazing that, that time flies so quickly. <laughs> It does. Uh, I was in the Yukon in 1993 with the Army, actually. Uh, We went through Whitehorse, where you are, and up to Dawson uh, Creek, which was amazing. And how has it been for a transition for you? Like, tell tell me the the contrast. Uh, did Did you live elsewhere in Canada before there, or did you move there directly from India? So, um, yes, I was born in a small village in Punjab. Uh, it's a farming community. Uh, I was uh, born in a farming family, and life was very different, uh, uh, very simple and straightforward, very community-oriented life. People were uh, very much sharing with each other. 
Then in 2006, I moved to Canada. Originally, I started living in, in British Columbia, uh, near, uh, near Vancouver is, is a small town. It's called Squamish. A lot of people know about it. Squamish is beautiful. In, yeah, it's beautiful. And, uh, and I was working in Whistler at that time. And then I decided to move to Saskatchewan. <laughs> really? We're about to Saskatchewan. So I, I lived in many places. I lived in Saskatoon, North Battlefords. Uh, I, I lived uh, in very small communities. Even uh, uh, I have forgotten names because they were very small communities. I have made a little list on my website. Uh, uh, but I, I enjoyed living in, uh, in Saskatoon. It reminded me uh, the crops in Punjab, like when I saw wheat crops, combines, tractors. Uh, uh, it was a, a similar look as we have in, in Punjab. So, and then I became Canadian citizen um, in, in uh, 2011. Uh, so when I was becoming uh, Canadian, uh, I went through uh, a very deep reflection. Uh, and I, I thought that how much I know about Canada, the country, uh, I'm uh, becoming citizen of, uh, how much I learn, learned about Canada. I knew about bigger cities like Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto. But uh, as I, I'm from a village, I was born and raised in a village in a farming community. How much I know about Canada's rural and uh, remote communities and also different cultures in Canada. And a part of this, I had a curiosity since my childhood to learn about new things in life. So altogether, I decided to go for a, a tour uh, a road trip uh, to learn about Canada. So I went to many, many places. I went north, south, east, west, went to many, many small and remote communities. Uh, I lived with uh, many families. I learned about their cultures. I taught them my things too. Um, I went to different weddings. Uh, um, and during my that uh, traveling, I also came to the north. Uh, and then I came to the Yukon. And when I came to the Yukon, I didn't know anyone here. I was a total stranger. And very first day here, I met uh, uh, one person in downtown. It was my, my first day in the Yukon. And uh, he took me to a campground close to the city of Whitehorse. And in the campground, I met more people. And suddenly, um, they became my friends. Um, and I was feeling surprised that, that uh, hey, I'm just brand new in this uh, territory. And now I know so many people. Uh, and we had a gathering. There was a fire. Um, and there was uh, uh, people sharing food. And uh, it was, uh, it was uh, very much community sense, um, which attracted me towards the Yukon. Oh, I started feeling that, oh, this uh, feels like my village in Punjab where... Uh, people were uh, sitting together, they were sharing, uh, uh, they were having good time, they were welcoming strangers. Uh, so uh, that um, motivated me to stay in the Yukon. Um, and then very next day, I also went out to see the nature in the Yukon. I was very, very much touched by the nature here, the pure 
and wide, um, such a vast wilderness, uh, wildlife, uh, mountains, lakes, uh, rivers. Uh, my God, it felt very raw and pristine nature to me that uh, that uh, um, nobody. Uh, has seen that nature before like there are still many many sections in this in the yukon where uh, there ha- is no human activity is is pure wilderness i have you been up to dawson I got city attracted to it and then i decided to stay in the yukon uh, uh dawson city yes i've been to dawson city uh dawson city is um it's a, it's a great uh, town. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's well connected with the gold rush time, and it has a very other great indigenous history as well. Uh, so I have experiences from Dawson City, especially ex- uh, big experience dancing pangda with the community of Dawson City in minus fifty degree temperature. <laughs> I've been there in minus fifty. It's a it's a bit chilly. Did you kiss the toe when you're in Dawson City? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, that was, is the only one of uh, great things in the Yukon I didn't do. Um, the thing is that I'm, I'm a vegetarian. Uh, that <laughs> didn't allow so me human to toes that. are probably not on the diet list. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly, interestingly, uh, they came to know about me recently, about my videos and my work. And they sent me a toe, and they called it a gummy toe, uh, a candy toe. Uh, and then I touched that toe, like uh, artificial toe. <laughs> For the people that have no idea what we're talking about, Gurdeep, uh, explain the toe to people. <laughs> so so it's, it's very classic here in the Yukon. Uh, many visitors to the Yukon, what do they do? Uh, when they come to the Yukon, they li- also like to go to Dawson City. In Dawson City, uh, at one place, um, uh, it's, it's like bar. Uh, so uh, they put a real human toe in the drink. And, uh, and if you are interested, what you need to do, you drink. You drink slowly. You drink fast. It's your choice. All... You need to do, when you drink, you need to touch your lips with the toe. You are not going to swallow it. (laughs) (laughs) You just need to touch your lips. Uh, So that is a huge thing here in in, in the Yukon. For for the audience, Um, Gurdip, just to explain a bit. uh, So this started years and years and years ago when somebody lost his toes to frostbite but kept his toes in a jar. (laughs) And then somebody came up from that, uh, came up with the idea of, um, of touching the toe. So they put it in a shot glass and and then they, and it's a ceremony that they have. And there's a lineup around (laughs) and my wife did it when she was up there, she touched the toe, but, uh, and then they say, drink it fast or drink it slow. Just make sure your lips touch the toe and (laughs) and your lips touch a disgusting human toe and uh, then it goes back in the bottle and they it's this whole ceremony and they're very very careful to preserve the toe because they're hard to come by you know human toes don't just fall off every other day so they they (laughs) they really treasure the ones that they have and they keep them in a pickle jar (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, they 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 preserve it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's it's uh, really it attracts a lot of people here in the Yukon. Just to go kiss a toe, because where else are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. You've been working on collaborations. Uh, the first one I saw was way back five years ago in 2017 uh, with Irish Dance. Uh, tell me how that came about. It was beautiful. So that collaboration was with my friend who's an Irish dancer, and um, and uh, we uh, known each other for, for a couple of years before. So we have been talking about... Uh, uh, different things happening in the country, um, they are still happening uh, about uh, divisions, especially people from different communities, different cultures. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, they don't make enough efforts to learn about each other. And sometimes even it goes beyond. Sometimes uh, uh, thanks to a lot of information which is coming to our feed, it also creates uh, negativity and hate towards other communities. Uh, um so the purpose behind that uh, that collaborations with uh, was to give a very simple beautiful reminder to people all people in the world that despite our differences despite the way we look the way we dress up uh, at the end of the day we are all human beings we belong to only one race just one race in the world that is called human race so there's no other race other things are just uh, could be colorful dresses, colorful costumes, uh, uh, but uh, there's only one race. So we we decided to collaborate. Um, uh, she knows uh, um, Irish dance, and even she participated in uh, in uh, Irish dance uh, championships. Um, and we decided to collaborate Irish dance with Pangra um, to showcase to the world that if two people from two different cultures, coming from two different backgrounds, they can collaborate, they can create this artistic fusion together, they can combine uh, two dances together from different sides of the world. It means that we have a lot in common, we have a lot to share. And uh, then we made that video together, and people appreciated the effort, people um, said to us that uh, uh, after watching these videos, uh, they thought a lot about uh, what is going in the world and how important is it is to uh, bridge those divides, uh, how important is uh, it is to build cross-cultural bridges, and how important it is to give this uh, beautiful message again and again, because uh, our memory is very short. Sometimes we forget forget about uh, these messages that, hey, we are all humans. So it's very important to remind people time to time that, hey, ultimately, we are all humans. So that collaboration uh, with my Irish dancing friend, the purpose behind was to give this wonderful message. It seems to me that all the division really boils down to ego and people hanging on to uh, to their ego and their sense of, I am a this, I am a that, I'm Irish, I am Punjab, um, and, and they, they hang on to their identity, which is not the true you. The duality of man is is split into two things. One is the ego, which isn't really you. Then the other is, is the real you that we all are. And it seems to me that when you dance the Bangra, you 
release yourself from ego. Uh, d- does that ring true for you? Yeah, uh, I think you touched very important uh, point, uh, Mark. Um, uh, when you dance Pangra or you dance any kind of dances, because uh, dancing is very positive. Like when you stand up, you move your body, you bring that smile on your face, and uh, and then also your heart smiles too. And when your heart smiles, and it creates that positive energy inside, and then uh, we feel, I feel like that positive energy which is being created inside and coming out. And it's making like whole body happy, whole body positive. And that positive energy, when interacts with another positive energy, like it creates very positive community. So, so this is very true that, that Pangra dancing or, or all kind of dances in the world, uh, they uh, create very harmonic uh, uh, relationships. Uh, um, I've seen that that when people are dancing on the dance floor together, even if they are coming from uh, uh, different backgrounds or previously they were less open, uh, but when they start dancing, uh, it seems that they start to open up, they start to open up their heart, they start to open up their mind, and they start to let their trapped emotions go, uh, and they, st- uh, they start to connect with other people a lot more. Like, this is, this is so true, like, when we go to um, uh, any, anywhere where there's the dancing or where there's the music and people are dancing in front of music, and then people dance with other people a lot more than, than their normal life. Uh, that gives us a clear signal that, that dancing, when we move our bodies in, in a rhythmic way, in a positive way, um, it inspires people to connect the, which 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 is which is a great force behind this dance and all dances in the world. The pain of PTSD and of really most mental injuries or mental illnesses is disconnection. You disconnect from the true self for, for who you are. You hear all the time people that suffer from PTSD. They say, "I miss the I miss the person I used to be." I don't know who that person is. I heard a a good friend of mine who was in a war with me today say, "I don't know who I am anymore." When th- through many modalities, but including dance, you let go of that ego because people are always worried about being judged or looking silly or uh, and somebody laughing at them. But when you're dancing, you just throwing your hands in the air say, I don't care. Let go of all of that. I don't care. I'm doing this. And that is a big part, I believe, of the joy is just letting go of judgment, letting go of worrying about what other people think, and just expressing yourself and being the true self. Uh, does that seem right to you? Yes, Mark. Uh, um, that seems absolutely right to me. Um, uh, you talked about PTSD um, uh, and other kinds of pains and traumas in our life too. Yes, we have pain in this world. Uh, we have still a war going on. We still have a pandemic in the world. We have a lot of, as we discussed earlier, there are a lot of uh, division of ideas. There's a lot of polarization 
uh, in the world, uh, different ideas and, and opinions, sometimes they clash, and some, sometimes there's ego, we don't uh, let ourselves uh, uh, judged by others, we are very, very protective, we build those walls, walls around us, and, and we easily feel threatened. So altogether, it creates a lot of stress, it creates a lot of pressures, and ultimately it creates pain, and sometimes it also leads to depression uh, or, or other mental health issues as well. So what we need is, is a simil similar analogy, like when there's a darkness, we need light. When we are hungry, we need food. When we are thirsty, we need water. In a similar way, when there's a pain, when there's a suffering, we need joy, we need positivity. And you know what I learned from my experience is that although joy and positivity is great during all times, but during sad times, during the pain, during that suffering, joy and positivity, like they are like therapy. They are, they are not just entertainment. They are like uh, giving uh, that pill, that medicine to your mind, to your heart. Uh, that, that works like, uh, like uh, something like, you know, sometimes you uh, talk about healing touch. This is healing. Joy is healing when people go through these kind of moments, uh, um, especially people who worked in 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 situations like in war they was they were in war before they had seen lots and lots of stuff going on there and they came back to their country and they still have those memories in their mind and uh, and lots of memories they have uh, have been forgotten because of time but still there are so many symbols uh, in the mind and they continue bothering, they continue creating sadness. Uh, so, so at that time, it is very important, although it's also very important to recognize uh, what happened in the past. Uh, like, I'm not saying that we should just deny flatly and forget and move on something, because the recognition, what happened in the past, uh, is very important. Uh, I when I talk about joy, I talk about sadness. I say to people that sadness is important. Uh, when we go through sadness, we, when we go through suffering, it uh, creates uh, beautiful thoughts in the mind, which help us grow in future life, in later life, um, and also. Uh, when we go through these kind of experiences, it also brings our humanity out in many times. Uh, as long as we are treating that sadness uh, uh, in a good way, in a positive way. So when we are in those moments, what we need to do, while recognizing the importance, importance of those, uh, what happened in the past, you should do something. I say to people that uh, that that joy or positivity it requires some effort. What kind of effort you can do? Efforts which include that uh, my my favorite one is nature. Go outside outside of your home if you can. Find nature somewhere. Uh, if you're living in a city, go to a park 
or go to somewhere where you can find trees or mountains or river or water something because nature is healer and if you are living in in a in a small and remote community like myself then it's so easier to access to nature nature heals nature grounds and it also uplifts our spirits so to start the healing process and also to create joy this connection is very important because uh, um, we we came from source uh, source our source is nature we came from nature one day we will go back to nature so that is our ultimate friend ultimate relative and secondly there are many other things you can do slowly thinking about uh, um moving on although sometimes i know that it's not easy to move on right away when we have those kind of memories those kind of thoughts in our mind but slowly slowly we can take some baby steps slowly slowly we can start doing something creative um different people have different kind of a talent uh, some people are good at singer singing some people are good at creating music some people are good at writing some people are good 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 with painting a lot of people bead here in the north and they tell me that beading is a great healing process or, or you can do something like uh, start daily walking uh, or daily daily going for a little hikes uh, or 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 skis like these kind of hobbies artistic uh, or non artistic they all together contribute happiness and also contribute uh, leading uh, uh, to find moments of joy moments of feel good and and also there's a lot of information these days there's uh, so much information uh, as long as uh, we open a website on a computer uh, or open a web, any social uh, media app on our phone or or laptop tablet wherever oh my god there's a flood of information coming information 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 and when there's so much information is coming and sometimes it leaves us confused it leaves us sometimes in anger it leaves us sometimes in a mental state of mind while we are other already dealing with some other kind of stuff from our past and on the top of that information uh it creates a really heavy loads on our mind very important these days because when we are we are all actually dealing with information at that time is very important to know which kind of information we need to keep and which kind of information we should let it go i i use this an analogy quite often analogy that is also from the yukon in the yukon you have into dasan city you know that people do gold mining here uh gold mining uh, traditional gold mining like people stand in uh, uh in in somewhere where the water is coming uh, in a rivers they take a pan and then um, uh they collect lot of water and uh, as soon as they find a nugget after shaking their pans uh and they keep the nuggets gold nuggets and they let uh, uh rest of the water go away in a similar way be knowledge miner my friends that is very important for our our mental health and to find joy and for our go- growth 
uh, all you need to do, find wisdom. Wisdom can come from many, many sources. With, with, with your uh, pan of wisdom, when there's a lot of information coming, you keep only knowledge. You keep only the information which is positive, which is wonderful, which is peaceful, which brings people together, which gives um, a message that, that we are all people, we are same. Uh, information which uh, brings us uh, uh, brings our humanity out and you let the other information go away and if you start to do this practice you can find a lot of joy uh, and and there are many 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 other ways to find joys to um, uh, physical movement uh, daily physical movement uh, exercise it creates a lot Take, of joy taking control um, so Taking control mm-hmm. of your environment yeah. is, is so important. Uh, just the other day, I downloaded an app. So my phone now looks mm-hmm. just like that, and that's it. That's all, it's, it's all that's on there. And it's a minimalist app. So all the different apps are, are gone, and there's just the two or three that I need on the home screen, and the rest are on a list. If I want them, i got to look for them by typing the name in. So what this does is it helps break the addiction of looking at your phone all the darn time and checking social media. People complain about social media and all the negativity of it. It's like, well, you have filters. If you see something that you don't like, you click on it, and you, un- you can unfollow people. You don't have to unfriend them. But you can unfollow, so if they're being negative on a regular basis, you don't have to see it. You don't have to join in the negativity party. You are in control of your social media environment. And like that gold pan, you know, you can keep the gold and get rid of everything else. You can subscribe to Gurdeep's page on Instagram or Facebook, and so that the only things you see is positivity and joy. You can focus on that. Uh, (laughs) A friend of mine... uh, Consider him to be family. Bob McMillan once said to me a long time ago that you can't suck and blow at the same time. And I've used that analogy more than once because it's true. You can't focus on gratitude and be bitter. You can't be focusing on joy and positivity and be worried. You can't, you have to do one at a time. So you can choose where you put your focus and, and your mind. Dancing the Bangra every day. This has got to be something that translates, because you you know it's not like you're dancing for eight hours straight. You're just dancing for a few minutes here and there every day. Well, how does that translate to other aspects of your life, like the choice of words, perhaps, or even the color of the clothes that you choose? Um, uh, Mark, uh, yes, I dance every day. Uh, not for eight hours, but. Um, <laughs> Some good moments during my day, it can vary every single day. And, uh, and dancing uh, is a way for me to create joy in my personal life. And also I, I, I say to people that creating joy is important. And also very important is sharing your joy. Share your joy with others too. And every day, like uh, choosing different locations, Choosing different uh, costumes. Um, uh, people know that I have uh, many sweaters as well. Uh, great sweaters, really and, great sweaters. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, and, and and creating this content, it has uh, different stages. Like uh, um, finding a great which is 
which is very important finding a spot which is filled with nature because i like to show nature in my videos this is this is force behind my videos then uh, going there and, and doing a move and some set of moves then coming back to my cabin and then editing then processing then writing those messages um i find that dancing is important nature is important there's one more thing which is very important how we choose our words i f- i feel that words have power very very that's why uh, people like to buy books that's why people like to read books um cuz cuz the words written with great wisdom with great creativity they create a great great very deep long lasting impact so similar way i spend a great time a great amount of time uh, during my whole process thinking about those words hey tomorrow morning i'm going to post this and what should i include with my video what sh- what words should so uh, like i use a different word processor i write many things several times like creating a, a, a different kind of philosophy uh, so that that also includes in, into it and and finally it translates uh, uh, really beautiful like when i combine nature dancing uh, and also with the words and and it translates really beautifully uh, i receive a good amount of feedback from people i receive a lot of handwritten letters every single day from people letting me know that how the joy they received from my videos it created an impact how they were going through some uh, some painful moments or some stresses some anxieties in their life and it th- gave them a good break it uh, helped them thinking something else um and sometimes i receive messages from doctors like saying that that hey uh, today it was a uh, it was a really heavy day big day and then i started watching your videos it uh, shifted my outlook to some positive you talked about filters like filters on on, on phone and also uh, when we have a joy and when we have positivity when we create it it also create a mental filter too cuz cuz when we have so much joy and positivity we automatically start to reject uh, the negativity um so yeah uh, it it uh, the whole process uh, it translates really beautifully was there a contrast or is it more similar the um g- going back to the beginning of our conversation and i'm asking this for a reason there's so many people that go to the Yukon like you did, and they never leave. We hear these stories all the time. It's the same in the Northwest Territories. There's a certain energy that you can just feel. It's a sense of adventure that is um, you just can't find anywhere else. And right from your very first day, the sense of community that you found and the friendliness and the kindness and the sharing, which would have been very similar to the small village that you grew up in. Um, what was the transition like for you the culture the the weather was it an easy transition or was it awkward for you <laughs> uh transition uh i think that when we do a transition we have to go through different stages um every every transition it requires some uh, some form of learning in the beginning and then you have some learning from your previous time 
and then you will have to make some choices. Should I keep this new learning and should I uh, carry on with my old learning, uh, old, old school of doing things the day I was doing before? Um, I think that uh, my first year in the Yukon, it was... Uh, uh, it it went through those stages. Um, I came to the north. Um, I didn't know many thing, things about the north at that time. So it was like uh, like this kind of learning curve. And during that learning curve, um, uh, sometimes uh, uh, there were some challenges too. Um, uh, and uh, during that time, I'll have to learn how to adjust myself, how to adapt myself. Uh, um, and uh, I would say that community, it real community here, really helped me in creating that transition. Uh, I, although I stayed in touch with my core, my, with my culture, with my roots, but I also became a northern uh, in in one year. In one year, I started feeling that uh, that I now I know some good things of the Yukon. Now I know uh, the way people live. Although. Uh, I needed to experience a lot more still, but I started to have some good glimpse of people and community here, like the way they do snowshoeing, the way they go go for other kind of activities like uh, dog sledding, uh, skiing in the winters because winters are very very long. You you to 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 survive during the winters, you'll have to embrace the winter, and to embrace the winter, you need to learn different activities. Um, uh, so I started learning those different activities. They were very very helpful uh, for for this transition. So with this new learning, with the support from community, I was happy to adjust myself in the north of Canada. Well, and has it does it feel like home? Do you do you feel completely welcomed? Yeah, I feel feel home. I feel completely welcomed. I feel that uh, the community I live in, uh, there's a mutual respect. We respect each other. People invite me to their things, to their gatherings. Uh, they talk about me. When I, oh yeah, one thing is very <laughs> very normal now because uh, lots and lots of. Uh, News media stories happened with me from last couple of years. Um, sometimes I was on CBC, sometimes I was on BBC, sometimes I was on something else. And they became so excited. Everybody started sharing, hey, look, Gurdeep is on this outlet and now on that outlet. <laughs> so, so, so they were very proud because, uh, you know, what my, 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 although I've been dancing before my Yukon days too, but the world discovered me from Yukon. Like my videos, my my first videos, which I made in, they were from the Yukon. And then I was dancing in the Yukon when the world came to know about it. So it has connection with the Yukon. So world knows me through the Yukon. So there's a lot of connection with the people here because people also treat me as a Yukoner. So as soon as they see a fellow Yukoner being featured on on some media outlets or some community, other community outlets, uh, they become very, very excited. Have you been to the Northwest Territories? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been to Northwest Territories. I've been to Yellowknife. I've been to the north side, too. Like, uh, I, I went as far as uh, uh, to Tuk Tuk. Oh, wow. So, uh, mm-hmm. so you've been up the Dempster? 
oh yeah, I've been there. I've been on the Dempster. I've been, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I also made some, some videos on, on, on Dempster Highway as well. It was a great experience. We have a lot of similarities between uh, the Yukon and, and Northwest Territories. Like uh, a lot of lifestyle is similar, um, uh, similar how people live in the North. I think uh, there are many, many core elements which are, which are uh, common in all, all uh, three territories. Did you find, now just for the audience, the Dempster is a highway in the Yukon that goes right to the Arctic Circle, goes right to the uh, Arctic Ocean. Um, did you find, because I hear a lot of people talking about the Dempster, uh, did you find that it, like, was it just stunning beyond belief? Did you have to just stop and enjoy <laughs> that environment? Was it striking to you? <laughs> So Dempster Highway is is a very famous highway for for many reasons. It's um, it's a uh, uh, a lot of highway is is a still uh, still a gravel road. So so when you are driving uh, and when you are going through, uh, you are on a highway. But because uh, when we th- think about a highway, probably we think about a very modern road. But you're not on a modern road. You are still uh, uh, still uh, seeing uh, the past. Maybe maybe uh, a long time ago, how, how people used to go from one place to another, and and because that that highway is far away, away from uh, uh, the community reach. It has that raw natural look, that character. And that makes it very appealing. And then surrounded by uh, beautiful mountains, you start from that, uh, that tombstone uh, uh, mountains here in the Yukon. And, and tombstone, um, for the listeners, is a beautiful area to tombstone to uh, territorial park. It's the place which is one of my favorites here in the Yukon, where a lot, a lot of people go just to spend good time or to hike uh, at different mountains. Um, and you start from that area, you keep uh, going uh, to Arctic uh, um, Circle. Uh, the experience is mind blowing it's it's heart touching it's like a nerve shaking it's uh, you feel that you are in the lap of nature uh, you, when you look 360 oh my god you can't believe um like overloads of nature and you see that that spirit of nature so powerful there uh and this is just an amazing experience when you go, when you drive on Dempster Highway. I will suggest people who are listening, if they didn't do it, try doing uh, at some point in your life. Well, I think that Yukon Tourism is going to have to get a hold of, the, <laughs> of, of this episode and, and, and use it. Um, Gurdeep, I think we're about there. Thank you, brother, so much for all the work that you do. It's... Um, Life can be a tragedy, but it doesn't have to be quite so hard. Uh, we have to take the time to focus on joy, to make the joy happen. It's not, not going to happen uh, by itself. Don't wait for it to come to you. Create it in yourself and share it with others. Uh, the amount of positive energy that you've put into the world by putting smiles in other people's faces, including mine, um, is just wonderful. And I'm going to make you a promise. From today, for the next uh, 30 days, every single day, I'm going to uh, dance Bangra. 
and <laughs> I've never done it before till till today. But I'm going to keep watching your videos. I've got I've got a couple of the basic moves on, and I'm going to dance Bangra every single day uh, for the next thirty days, and and see how that happens and how that feels. And I'm going to um, challenge all of the listeners to also uh, dance Bangra every day and see how it changes your mood, see how it makes you feel. And the fitness part of it is pretty good. Now, um, just a closing question for, and it might, I don't know if you've ever been asked this before, but uh, some of my listeners are amputees. They don't have arms or they don't have legs. Um, uh, now, I, I think a person could still dance Bangra without legs or, or without arms. Uh, w- what are your thoughts? Uh, my friend Mark, very good questions. Thanks for asking me. You can still dance, Pangra. You can still create joy. Because joy is inside process. Pangra is all about moving bodies to Pangra music, to that rhythmic music. If you have that goal in your mind that, hey, I want to use this medium to create positivity, to find optimism, to heal, to ground, you can still do it. I have done classes with people coming from different physical needs. And uh, I have seen uh, that uh, they were able to dance Pangra sitting in their chairs. and they were moving their bodies. They were feeling the joy. I, ha- I had seen smiles on their faces and also smiles inside their hearts too. Uh, all you need to do, you play the Pangra music. I will play the Pangra music now. If okay. you can hear me, let me know. Woo-hoo. So, so it, it, it's all about moving. It's all about when we, you move, there's something inside which kind of pushes that positive energy out and you feel good. And, and the way you were saying, Mark, that uh, joy doesn't have any connection with, uh, with the challenging times. In my life, in my personal life, I've seen many, many challenges. Uh, and I've, although initial reaction is sadness, because uh, we are human, like uh, something uh, sad happens, first thing happens, we become sad. This is the human reactions, which is totally great, which is totally fine. But then the second reaction or third reaction should be, oh, I can find joy. If you're determined to find joy while recognizing the situation, while respecting the situation, all you need to do, you play some music, just like Pangra music I did. You come to a present moment, because present moment is very important. Not living in past, not living in future. You move your body to music, and you feel those good vibes. And I, I... I, I, I promise you, if you do that, you'll feel good. You feel great. You'll feel healthy mentally and physically too, because mind and body, they are both connected with each other. So 
so if you are um, in such a physical condition where you can use your arms or you can use your legs you can still show your determination to create joy by sitting by staying in the bed uh, i received a video from from some of my fans she was dancing pangra in uh, in hospital bed being in the bed <laughs> she was dancing uh, pangra um, so uh, here is an example too so you can do it um, it needs some some good effort and uh, some baby steps all right brother well that's where we'll uh, end the show thank you so much and please stay on the line Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast for veterans, first responders, and Bangra dancers. Hello, my friends. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you found this episode helpful, healing, or informative, please let me know by leaving a rating on either Spotify or Apple. And please share, share like the sugar bear on all of your social media channels because sharing is caring.